Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario. In my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado Smith, and I am the alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Here's what you need to know. The night sky lit up. Powerful explosion rocked a giant oil The explosion rig. was spectacular and catastrophic. Mobile offshore drilling unit. It was unit. a harrowing ordeal as workers scrambled to abandon the rig. Pressurized wells with big heavy equipment and of course with highly volatile uh, gas and oil. 5,000 feet of water. We have information now that this, this rig has gone under. It is starting to sink. One of the most sophisticated drilling rigs in the world, the Deepwater Horizon. The Gulf of Mexico has been a fertile ground for oil and gas companies to drill for fuel since the 1930s. 
Today, the region produces over a fifth of the oil and gas in the United States. Oil that lies beneath the ocean floor is the product of organic material, such as plants and animals, which has been trapped below ground for millions of years. Over time, pressure and heat transforms the organic material into hydrocarbons, which form the building blocks of oil and natural gas. As the oil and gas collects in between layers of rocks deep below the surface, energy companies must drill wells in order to extract the resources. BP, formerly known as the British Petroleum Company, is one of the seven world's largest super majors in the oil industry. In 2001, the company leased the Deepwater Horizon rig from the world's largest oil rig contractor, TransOcean, with plans to search for oil in the Gulf of Mexico. BP hired Halliburton, an oil field services company, to assist in operating the rig. In 2009, BP began exploration of the Macondo Prospect, an oil region off the coast of Louisiana. When the Marianas oil rig they planned to use was damaged by Hurricane Ida, BP enlisted Deepwater Horizon to do the job. Deepwater Horizon had just drilled the deepest well in history and was known as one of the most powerful rigs in the world. Drilling commenced in February 2010, behind schedule, and it was Deepwater Horizon's job to get the project back on track. In the early evening of April 20th, there was one crucial test to ensure the well was not leaking before the Horizon could plug the well and move on. Despite the test showing that gas was in fact leaking into the well, the results were either misinterpreted or downplayed. At 9.38 p.m., drilling mud began gushing up from the well, a sign that gaseous hydrocarbons were shooting up the pipe in what is called a kick. A few minutes later, gas covered large areas of the rig, caught fire from an ignition source, and caused an eruption that could be seen from miles away. As fireballs hundreds of feet high enveloped the rig, crew members frantically tried to cut off the well to stop the release of gas. When all measures failed, most managed to escape on lifeboats. 36 hours later, the entire deep water horizon capsized. As it sank, the rig damaged the pipe and oil began spilling from the well and did not stop for 87 days. After countless failures to stop the leakage of up to 60,000 barrels of oil per day, as well as measures to remove the oil from the Gulf, on July 15th, a device was successfully attached to cap the pipe. It wouldn't be until September 19th that the well was declared officially dead and no greater threat. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats. Of the 126 workers on the rig, 11 were killed when the Deepwater Horizon exploded and sank. Over the next 87 days, an estimated 3.19 million barrels, or approximately 134 million gallons of oil, spilled into the Gulf. The U.S. federal government ultimately estimated the total discharge at 4.9 million barrels, or 210 million gallons, making it the largest oil spill in U.S. history. It was reported that up to 167, 600,000 turtles, 800,000 coastal birds, 
and 200,000 offshore birds died because of the spill. In 2013, it was reported that a record number of turtles and dolphins have died due to the long-term effects of the spill, as well as only 20% of pregnant dolphins successfully carrying their babies to full term. Over 1,000 miles of shoreline on the Gulf of Mexico, from Texas to Florida, was impacted by the oil from the Deepwater Horizon blowout. Much of this area has been cleaned, but eroded shorelines are taking longer to recover and erosion rates have accelerated in these areas. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, everyone. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is Craig Anstent. Hi, Craig. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> um, thank you so much for uh, joining us today to speak about this yeah. Terrible natural, uh, not natural disaster, but environmental disaster. Craig, we'd like to start the show off by asking our guest, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Oh, boy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dive right and jump in. Maybe, maybe I sleep too much and nothing really keeps me up at night. Um, <laughs> no, I, I would say... Well, I, that whole the whole Ukraine thing is starting to freak me out because it just seems like that's going to happen whether anyone wants it to or not. So I guess that. Uh, oh, that 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 thing that I mean, this is I'm going from that to those automatic shutoffs that are being put in new cars that are going to be built after I think it's twenty twenty six. You know about this? No, no. tell me. Do tell. Gosh. They're putting kill switches in any new cars sold after 2026 and it's under the auspices of we'll be able to prevent drunk drivers basically oh. almost like a breathalyzer thing in every single car hmm. wow. which means at any point you know I'm not conspiracy guy but the ability <laughs> for someone to remotely shut off your car at any time yeah that's uh, that, that, that does freak me out. And apparently that guy, you know, someone might, will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think that got signed through. Like that's coming. That's happening. That's like a U.S. only thing. Like every U.S. car is going to yeah. have a kill switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I mean, someone I, is and, controlling that. Yeah, someone can yeah, hack into be, anything these days. Dude, Interesting. It, it's, it's, and you know, it's like, it's one thing to, I remember, uh, I'm sorry to go off on this tangent, but police had been working on these um, electromagnetic pulses that they were going to run on the front of cop cars to where they could get behind someone like in a high speed pursuit and trigger this. And it would shoot an electromagnetic pulse that would destroy the computer in the car, which would make the car stop. Mm. This was something that was developed and they didn't use it because they're like, well, you know, you're going 70 miles an hour, the car turns off power steering goes out the car Sounds loses very control dangerous. yeah, yeah can, you know all the other people that can get hurt from that so now this is this i mean uh, uh, I, I just think it's going to be linked to like uh, you know you go over the speed limit they'll know and they'll automatically debit your right. bank account or oh. something for a you know what i'm saying like oh you rolled a stop sign fifty dollars gone out of your bank you know like it's, it just seems like it's mm. all going to be linked to this i don't know all right so that's what keeps me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you I love, started I I love you how literally that's started worrisome. like, oh, nothing keeps me up at night. I sleep good. Into a nice quick spiral. I'm more worried about car stuff than I am the war in Ukraine, which is pretty pathetic. No. Anyway. I mean, I just, it, you know, it sounds like you quickly spiral, which means that you're in very good company. 
So welcome. Welcome to the <laughs> you show. You should go back Thank to you. the olden days of horse and carriage. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you no what. No one can hack I'd that. St- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still drive a, my cars from 1996. I have okay. a Miata. There you yeah. go. And I'm like, I'm like I can, yeah, I can, I can work on it. I know how to fix it. I don't got to. No one's, I, I mean, it, you just, you, it sounds crazy, but it's like, no, I'd like to be able to, I don't want to have to take my car to a programmer to fix it. I, sure. I yeah. 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 Whatever. Well, I sound well, like an old man. Look, you know, we'll know it's you when we hear the Miata coming down the block. We'll know it's Craig right. <laughs> coming our way. <laughs> hey, um, so let's dive in because there's so much to cover and i just want to start off by doing like reading this quick account uh from some of the survivors uh the people that were actually on the deep water horizon at, right during the explosion and this is a uh, you know from the new york times and it says Mr. Holloway and Mr. Barron were working on the main deck when Mr. Holloway happened to glance up at the drilling floor he couldn't believe it Drilling mud was gushing up from the well, just like a water fountain. It would be nine minutes before the first explosion, well data shows. Nine precious minutes. The drilling crew had trained for blowouts. Floor hands like Mr. Holloway were the crucial first responders. A driller could call blowout and time their response. This usually involved quickly installing a special valve on the drilling pipe to end the imagined blowout. But confronted with the real thing for the first time, Mr. Holloway realized there were no floor hands on the drilling floor to respond. It goes on. Uh, this is a very long article with a lot of accounts, uh, but I highly recommend if uh, people are interested. Um, goes on. This is another account. The first big explosion centered on engine three, investigators believe. A second explosion centered on engine six, caught in the crossfire, were Mr. Brown's engine control room and Mr. Williams' electronics shop. Mr. Williams was contemplating the remains of his computer when everything exploded. A door smashed his forehead, blood streaming down his face. He clenched a pen light in his mouth and began crawling. He got to another door, only to be blown 30 feet back by the second blast. He began crawling again. He climbed across two men in the engine control room. He assumed they were dead because they did not respond. In fact, all four men in the engine control room were alive and did survive. All of all over the horizon, the explosion hit crew members who until then had been oblivious to the threat. In the galley, Kenneth reports was washing dishes. Uh, sorry, Kenneth Roberts was washing dishes. The explosion knocked him out. I woke up under a table, he said. Virginia Stevens was working in the laundry. The blast left her trapped and battered. No warning, no nothing. Joseph Keith, running from the lifeboat, stumbled on Mr. Burkeen, who was face down in a pool of blood without a pulse. His head oh, caved in. On the other side of the deck, Mr. Sandwell, Sandal was blown to the back of his crane cab by the second explosion. All I know is the whole deck blew up, he recalled. A fireball hundreds of feet high enveloped the derrick and wrapped itself around his cabin. He could feel the heat building. He put his arms over his head and prepared for the end. So it sounds like, first of all, from everything I've read, it sounds like there were there was little warning, no alarms, no, uh, you know, nothing until the explosion. Or if there was any warning, it was like immediate. It's like impending doom happening Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy also to think about what you're, you know, these people that are living in a little community out there. And that, you know, knowing something like this could happen at any time, 
Um, right. It's just an interesting way to live. Uh, it just sort of paint that article really paints the picture of uh, what right. Yeah, you really. see, you 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 see the, uh, pictures of these oil rigs, and because they're in the middle of the ocean, you can't really get the scale in your mind of how big those things are. Mm-hmm. I mean, big enough. To, what was there? One hundred twenty nine people on board. Yes, right. like. I mean, that's, that's I mean, even, even still now, the only, you know, the only shots you see of it are like from a helicopter with the ocean. You can't, there's no, nothing to scale right, it with. Right. Yeah. Like, You're I so just, right, Craig. And I was reading somewhere that it's like, it was as high as one of these big cathedrals in Europe. You know, it's like, right. imagine one of those massive cathedrals, um, just like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was picturing it almost like, I mean, actually very much like the Eiffel Tower, like mm. maybe halfway up. Yeah. Uh, the Eiffel Tower. Just And yeah, it does look, kind of has like those four uh Yeah, like the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, claw. Like, almost like a, yeah, like a quad uh, yeah. pod. Is but massive. Pod? Just like massive, yeah. massive. I mean, it's crazy. Like, how did we even know? How do we even know how to do this? Like, how do we know how to? I I was when I was brushing when I was brushing up on this and like watching these. I'm like, whoever came up with this? I mean, it's the most brilliant. Like, how do you even? I know. And then they came up with oil drilling. You know, in the late 1800s. Right. Like what? Like and like, bring, let's bring it to the deep, deep boat. It's like it's already hard enough on land. It is. Why do yes. we go so deep out into the? Because that's where the oil it, is, and you know why we need yeah. the oil, Craig, so you can drive that's your right. Miata. Thank you, thank you. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, uh, this is kind of related, but I, I'd, I'd gone on a Howard Hughes kick uh, like two years ago. Just read like five or six biographies on him. His money came from his father inventing and patenting the oil drill bits. Mm. That's where all of Hughes's money came from. Like even when he was, when he owned RKO studios, he was financing all those movies with, he was just bleeding out money from the oil company. Wow. And everyone was like, Oh, Howard Hughes, this great businessman. No, no, no. He just, anyway. So that's, I mean, that's how far back that kind of money and like technology goes to even if you came to me 2022 and you're like, Hey buddy, here's 10 million bucks. Just invent me a drill bit that can go 800 feet underground. I, mm-hmm. I, what it, I, 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 know, it, it, it does tell you how valuable oil is at the end of the day, right. because yes. if you can basically what, you know, the, the, the thing costs hundreds of millions of dollars to build. And I'm sure the manpower uh, and hours spent, you know, it was just right. astronomical. And right. at, at the end of the day, somebody looked at the spreadsheet and said no it's worth our while to do this like very worth our while yes Uh, so it's it's immense so let's start Um, off by putting bp the well owner up on the board this is according to the new york times uh which came out in september 2011 bp running weeks behind schedule and tens of millions of dollars over budget in trying to complete its troubled maconda well in the gulf of mexico took many shortcuts that contributed to the disastrous blowout, blowout and oil spill there last year, federal investigators concluded in a report released on Wednesday. The central cause of the explosion aboard the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig was a failure of the cement at the base of the 18,000-foot deep well that was supposed to contain oil and gas within the well bore. That led to a cascade of human and mechanical errors that allowed natural gas 
pass under the tremendous pressure to shoot onto the drilling platform. The United States Department of Justice said the explosion of the rig was a disaster that resulted from BP's culture of privileging profit over prudence. Sure. said Assistant uh, Attorney General Lanny Brewer of the Justice Department's Criminal Division. The oil spill was catastrophic for the environment, but by hiding its severity, BP also harmed another constituency, its own shareholders and the investing public who are entitled to transparency, accuracy, and completeness of company information, particularly in times of crisis. Um, good corporate citizenship and responsible crisis management means that a company can't hide critical information simply because it fears backlash. Time magazine said in September of 2014, U.S. District Judge Carl Bright. Barbier said BP was mostly to blame for the 2010 Gulf Mexico Gulf of Mexico disaster. Barbier attributed 67% of the fault to BP, 30% to Transocean, which we'll discuss later, which owned the uh, Deepwater Horizon drilling rig, and 3% to Halliburton, the cement contractor. So it sounds like BP was definitely cutting costs. They were they were running uh, behind schedule, and they had a lot of people to answer to um, financially. Trying to make that money. You know what that sounds like? Mm-hmm. The big C. Yeah. Big C, capitalism. I'm, I'm putting it on the board. Put that on the board. Um, everything always just comes down to that. Like, and when, you, when they say, oh, we're running behind schedule, there's no just natural schedule here. You're making the schedule. You're right. working with the people that are like, you, you control that. Like, it's not, well, we got to get it done. Uh, well, you know, just you got to get it done. You do it how you're supposed to do it. I, they look at it and they go, you know, we're so many millions behind schedule and the potential money from the money that we're going to be making from this is like 30 million a week. Every week it's not done. But all you're doing is pushing that 30 million to the next week. You're going to mm-hmm. get the money mm-hmm. like there's, right. the, you know, the demands there. It's like. It's like trying to I guess it all comes down to like trying to beat that quarterly report, you know, of this quarter. So then I, you know, my stock's going, you know, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yes, Share, it's shareholders. shareholders. Put the shareholders Share, do we put shareholders and um, quarterly reports on the board? Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's a made up schedule, right? Like Craig right. was saying, it's it's not the, you know, the schedule should be the time needed to finish the job, right? right. So that's your right. schedule. And if you start, you know, trying to do something and you realize you're going to need more time, well, then you extend that schedule because... That's how much time you're going to need <laughs> to finish yeah, the job. Right? The, yeah. you, you, you know, you don't just say, OK, well, let's just do it faster. If you're trying, guys are trying right. to talk me into a world without deadlines, I am on board. No. Right? <laughs> I have no, I have no right. interest. The podcast will just happen naturally when we all find yeah. ourselves on the Zoom yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I really feel like that's where we're headed. That's the oil that's spilling out of this podcast. <laughs> and uh, cover me in that shit, baby, because... You know, it's true. Too. If you think about this from an environmental perspective, too, like the earth is on no schedule. Earth is just like being itself. It doesn't, you know, if you're going to do this thing that's potentially really damaging right. for the environment, like yeah. it doesn't need to be extracted at a certain time. Right. I mean, unless there's like some science that no, like, pressure is really high at this point. So maybe right, don't right. do it then. But it's like, yeah, in terms of like getting it done that. by yeah. November arbitrary date, like whatever. Right. Where yeah, are the I think ones, that all really yeah. does. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, I think it. I think it really does come down to that. You know, we want to get it done this quarter. 
Like right. it's all those quarterly reports. It's always yes. ma- ma- making the profit for the quarterly report. Right. That's because, what drives it all. Because yeah. uh, your bonus counts on that. Right. How, absolutely. How, you know? Yeah. yeah also, yeah. Uh, you could probably blame the stock market for that too, because those right. quarterly, quarterly reports, you know, they're about investor confidence. If, because, if it's yeah, up, yeah. It's all about. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I don't yeah, know. Now, NASDAQ yeah. or this is incredibly Dow suspect. Jones. Uh I read this uh NPR. So after they had been rescued, workers who survived the explosion on uh the oil rig were asked to sign form letters about what they had seen and whether they had been injured. Lawyers for the oil rig's owner, TransOcean, requested that workers who had survived the blast sign the form in the wake of the April 20th blowout on the Deepwater Horizon. This was hours before the workers had been allowed to see their families. So they're holding all of the workers right after the the disaster, and they're making them sign release forms. Don't sign anything. (laughs) That's so sus. Yes. So now some of the the survivors say that they were coerced and that the forms are being used against them as they file lawsuits seeking compensation for psychiatric problems and other injuries from the blast. The form that they had they made uh, them sign had, quote, I was here and it happened. I didn't see anything or I saw this and I, I was or was not hurt. Um, it's a pre-printed form letter. The survivor surviving rig workers was asked to fill in the date, his name and address, where he was at the time of the evacu- that the evacuation was ordered. Then there were there are the two paragraphs at the end. One says, I was not a witness to the incident requiring <laughs> the evacuation, and I have no firsthand or personal lo- knowledge regarding the incident. Craig's shaking his head. He's getting real pissed <laughs> it's off. It's just, here. I mean, the, 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 like, to, to even think that you're going to be able to do that and not have people question like it's so gross like it is oh yeah you got like like and that system was in place beforehand like oh when this happens you do that like you you get their signature like it was all planned out like they weren't just coming up with that like exactly if there's ever an argument that i don't know if these rig workers were unionized but like if there's ever an argument for union, because like bp they have all the Mm -hmm. resources they had lawyers there in hours to make these people sign a thing that the workers are just like stuck there with no representation. Just like, and I guess I have to sign this to see my family. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I, they won't let me leave until I sign this. That's, that's not crazy. I mean, just yeah. it's the balls that that takes to do that is just there is a, uh, a union OWTU, which is the oil field worker trade union. Okay. So there is, let me look into this a little bit more clay, but there does okay. exist. One. Being, I don't know how strong yeah. they are. Um, Let's also put TransOcean up on the board uh, while you're looking that up. This is the rig operator slash the actual faulty blowout preventer. Um, This is from the New York Times. Blowout preventer is a five-story structure that contains devices that allow well operators to maintain control of the well. Once oil, gas, or other fluids are flowing, various components of the blowout preventer can be used to seal the space between between the drill pipe and the well bore. Uh, This is from the Wall Street Journal. Federal investigators say that the pipe running from the subsea oil well to the drilling rig throughout the blowout, through the blowout preventer, or BOP, buckled around the time a surge of natural gas from the well ignited. 
The pipe was damaged in such a way that the blowout preventer couldn't cut and seal it off. The board said the buckling occurred because of big differences in pressure inside and outside the pipe, which ran through the f- about 5,000 feet of water. Uh, December On December 20, uh, 2010, it was said evidence is mounting that the blowout preventer may have been crippled by poor maintenance. <laughs> Just want to pause there. Poor maintenance. Investigators have found a host of problems, dead batteries, bad solenoid valves, leaking hydraulic lines that were overlooked or ignored. TransOcean had also never performed an expensive 90-day maintenance inspection that the manufacturer said should be done every three to five years. Industry standards and federal regulations say said the same thing. BPN TransOcean Safety Consultant had pointed out that the Horizon's blow-up preventer, a decade oil, old, was past due for inspection. So they recommend you do it every three to five years. It's a 10-year-old uh, you know, device. Ha- they've never done the, the 90-day maintenance on it. Greg, if you're not familiar, we have... Um We've been promoting what we call a rebrand for maintenance on this show because maintenance tends to have a very negative, like chore-like quality to it. But we've rebranded this maintenance explanation point. Like it should be fun thing that we love doing yeah, in, yeah, in the world. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely feel like maintenance is. I've already put it up on the board, but OMG. Poor maintenance. Yeah. Ten Seriously. years. It's just so irresponsible. Yeah, and and when when there is a maintenance schedule, the manufacturers they always put like they, they air it on the side of caution. Like you, you, there is some buffer built into that. So to go beyond the buffer, you know, like, you know, if, if you, you know, when it says to change your oil every 5,000 miles, they know your, your engine's good for 8,000, but they just know that so many people are not going to do it at that. So they, you know, right. oh, you got to do it at five to get you to change it by eight. You know, that's just, it's, oh, I can put it off. I can, but they, they schedule that into the maintenance schedule. So to go that far beyond, is just, I, it's just, it's just depressing, man. Yeah. yeah. There should That's be, um, talk about, um, as Craig was mentioning earlier, these kill switches, there should be a kill switch on these oil rigs in the ocean. <laughs> if you don't just, do like, maintenance. You can't drill anymore because you haven't done that scheduled maintenance that needs to occur that, in order. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than a check engine light coming on. Right. right? I mean, there, yeah, but I mean, you, well, it comes into the disabling your car i mean imagine if your right. car was disabled when that light was on for so many like so much time it wouldn't do that because it's your own thing you, the, the, hell they want your thing to break so you gotta go buy a new car right <laughs> yeah well why wouldn't it why wouldn't it actually like why wouldn't the valve shut and go it cannot proceed until this may that's not a hard thing to implement mm. i mean it just shuts down until you do that it's, yeah but the re you know the reason they don't do it is because it's 90 days time is money right it takes 90 days for this right. maintenance and it's very expensive. Right. So they yeah. they just put it off as long as they can. And mm-hmm. well, what, who's to say that they're the only, this is what keeps me up at night. You think they're the only oil rig? Not that's following their maintenance, the maintenance schedule. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Right. Right. So uh, get, yeah. when is it going to happen again? It's just a matter of time, right? This is why when yeah. people are protesting, you know, these major projects, when, every, you know, the oil, when someone's doing a pipeline or someone's building a rig and they give us all these assurances that, you know, no, we're, we've learned from our lessons and we're going to really, right. it's like, how many times yeah. do you have to hear that? And how many times do you right. have to clean up a massive spill before it's like, yeah. you know, what, what, yeah. what can the we thing, ever believe? The thing that always gets me is like, 
they will say, well, now, just to so you know, we have now we have the most modern. It's better than the old oil pipeline <laughs> right. because we have the most modern technology. And it just makes you think, well, like, that's exactly what you probably said in the 1970s when you built the last <laughs> pipeline. Right? But obviously, <laughs> modern yeah, technology sure. shifts. So how can you possibly tell us that this this like oh 2022 was the year they re, they perfected it it's like technology right. for oil uh, transfer is perfect now so we're good there's like a reliance that people don't understand the technology so they'll just trust the people who are like we don't worry we know the technology yeah, like just say the words <laughs> most up to date just say the word most up to date right. and you're fine yeah and the, and the thing is uh, you know the technology, yeah, I, I trust you can do it. I have no doubt you can pull off whatever you're saying you're trying to pull off. It really does come down to what's the failure point because you're cheaping out on maintaining mm. it. Yeah, you mm. can do it. You can pull the right, oil. Right. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. It's when you're, it's the failure. It's 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 not maintaining. Like, right. and I mean, that should be the thing. Even when people protest, it should be like, all right, at bare minimum, if we're going to lose this protest, you have to institute those kill switches to where when it, right. if and when it does, it cannot proceed. There's or no- one of them should be like part of the, inspe- you know, it's like let a person who's on that side of the argument right. be or have a representative yeah. when they're doing their inspections to like really right. make sure they aren't allowed to cut those costs or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Although I would even side with a more like cut and dry mechanical thing. Cause sure. even when there's something on that side, it's like, you know, you're on that side and they like, t- they fly you out there and they're like, Hey, here's a yes. million and a half dollars. They wine and you know? dine you. Oh yeah. They're, you just, they just throw so much money. They're like, all right, what's well, going to cost a hundred million to repair it. Or we can give this dude 10 million, you know, in an account Any, that pays them out, you know, like, anything you want off the menu tonight. Right. <laughs> See, that's You want surf and turf? You, you surf want the turf. surf and turf. <laughs> You Humans cannot be trusted. I know you're right. Yeah, I, but it, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't try. I don't care who it is. You're going to get to some corruptible point, man. That's oh, true. Yeah. Like, the the other, uh, just wanted to circle back to. I was trying to. We can maybe ask the guest expert on this. I was trying to find a union, uh, but uh, USW Local Five, which is the steelworkers union. They're handling the contracts negotiations, uh, or some of them at least. So I'm not even sure there is a proper, like, I don't know, a block like that's the the one I right. was talking about right. before was actually the Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong union. Oops. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll ask the guest expert. Um, <laughs> but we should also put out before we run out of time, Halliburton, the contractor slash unstable, uh, the unstable cement mm. that was used. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Halliburton had run a series of tests that showed the material was unstable in the weeks before the April 20th explosion on the Deepwater Horizon rig. Both Halliburton and BP were aware of the flaws in the cement slurry as early as March 8th, over a month before the spill, but never actually acted upon that data, according to the National Oil Spill Commission Chief Counsel, Fred Bartlett. The industry was uh, devel- has developed tests to identify faulty cement jobs in offshore wells, but BP and or Transocean personnel misinterpreted or chose not to conduct such a test at the Macondo well. Bartlett wrote, Halliburton and perhaps BP should have considered redesigning the foam slurry before pumping it at the Macondo well. So they knew. Yeah, yeah, I was. I read up a little bit about that. How it was like some sort of nitrogen injection that the sole purpose of 
of it was to speed up the set time of the cement. Hmm. And like, so, I mean, it just all, you know, just all flows down. We, if we can get it done sooner, we'll make this much money. We'll give you this bonus. We'll give you this bonus. Every level is like incentivized to hurry. Right. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and they're like, oh, well, you know, when we, when we, if we create this, you know, cement technology, we get this much of a bonus. And if it fails, we're not that responsible, which what, well, you know, what are they, they were dinged. What was it? They were, they said they were 2%, 3% at fault. Oh yeah. The judge yes. said it was 3% liable. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, it's just all so depressing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, you just, it, it is. It's it like, it really is. It, to think about this in another way, you know, like if someone's doing uh, potentially life threatening surgery on your body, like you don't want that doctor thinking, like, well, if he gets through three of these surgeries in a day, then he gets a bonus. So you don't want him like rushing your body. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You just it's a great like, point. I just feel Speed like you want they should be do all of this should be like, with the utmost care and time right. and consideration, like there should be no money dangling at the end of anything important like this that would no, yeah, make you yeah. cut costs or cut corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? The, you know if you if you want to dangle the money, you dangle the money and go. Every year, this thing has no problems, no injuries. You get a fat bonus. Yes. Right. That's the money. <laughs> right. That's the money. They're, put the money there. If you go five years, you each get a half million bucks. And if there is Dude. a problem, you're paying back that bonus yeah. plus interest. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I so, mean, I, there you're go. right. We solved it. Let's we figured put- it out. I, I was really, I was bummed. Out. I was bumming out for a second, but we just came over the top. Like I'm telling you, you incentivize the safety, and you make it so fat of incentive. I mean, come on, what is this thing pulling out? Like thirty million a day or something? Yes, yeah, right. like I mean, massive amounts. I feel like I mean, we should just put money, money on the board because, well, like, let, I was going to say money. maybe cost cutting culture. Sure. Right. Um, this is according to the New York Times. Uh, the executives are keen to keep the horizon on track. In emails, BP managers whose bonuses were heavily based on saving money and beating deadlines kept asking when the well would be finished. BP has denied pressure, pressuring the horizon's crew to cut corners, but its plan for completing the well kept changing, often in ways that saved time but increased risk. It's a new deal every time we get up. Jason Anderson, a 35-year-old tool pusher, complained to his father. So they're doing, I mean, what we suspected, they were literally doing. You know what they should have? Like, because I I realize I go to the gas station, I'm sort of indiscriminate, right? I just go up to any gas station, I don't really care. But Mm -hmm. they should have, like, a clear sign at every gas pump that says when the last oil spills were. (laughs) For that company? Or whatever, like the oil... Um, that's yeah. For that no, no oil so maybe spills since nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, yeah. I would. Ha- I would have to imagine. I mean, I remember when this happened. BP's name was like mud. Like everyone yeah. knew it mm-hmm. was like it was like man, I'm not going to BP. And when remember when the Exxon? I don't. I don't know if you guys yes, know that. Exxon, Exxon Valdez. Valdez. Yeah. Yeah. That when that happened, nobody wanted to go to Exxon. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it had to have hurt their bottom line. That, but it, but then again, it's gas. So it's like if I got to get gas, I got to get gas. You know, it's yeah, it's, true. So and, maybe it didn't hurt it, but if you have a choice of across the street, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that, that's where I'm. I, that's where I'm thinking. The, the like, thing is, though, how many people remember, uh, you know, uh, connecting Deepwater Horizon to BP right, right now? If you had to at, make, yeah. do a survey, yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good at, point. People forget. Sure, people maybe move like, on. That's the thing like, is they, we, we, you may remember, but about. then you're like, well, it was long ago. They they fixed it. Like I got to get my right. gas. Like. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 People are thinking about well, kill, kill switches in cars in Ukraine and stuff. They're not thinking about BP. Well, we, before we, um, I, I know we have to start crossing things off yes. the list soon, but uh, I do want to mention our listener suggestion, which comes from at Pink's tenth uh, at Pink's tenth, and they said the inventor of the combustion engine. So oh, something wow. Craig could really get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Without it, we would need we would not need oil to begin with. Um, so I, yeah, not entirely so true. So there you go. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, understand I mean, what they're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get the, but, but I think the internal combustion engine, if you, the net benefit, I don't even know though, but, but the net benefit of like, I mean, you kind of had to have it to feed people, you know, you're, you, what are you going to, you're going to plow a yeah. field with animals. Like you're not going to feed anybody that's right. But then maybe, right. Right. I, I well, if we were knows. all farmers, we could all feed ourselves. I, I guess. I think. I think Pink's 10th actually comes up, you know, as a sort of like the engine as sort of a symbol for, I think we became car obsessed as a country, as a, like, uh, as a, as a, um, even in the world, worldwide, we have this weird car obsession, whereas, you know, if, you know, why does everybody, why does every house need two cars in order to achieve the American dream? You could sort of start to get into that. Because mm-hmm. then you start to talk about public transportation, the lack thereof. I mean, we live in L.A. where it's like sad that, you, you know, people can't get around unless they have a car. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, car, car yeah. you know, you can sort of say brought more broadly just sort of car culture. Car culture. Well, wasn't oil well, being yeah, used yeah. before cars anyway to like heat homes and, you know, like for other sources of energy? You're burning Train? It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was um, more. Uh, I think it was I think it, that was kerosene. So it, kerosene. it is related to that. Sure. Well, I mean, but that does come out of uh, uh, oil. But uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. What you, you mentioned about the car culture. It's you've seen Roger Rabbit. That's all about how the car companies destroyed L.A. by. Paying off politicians to, I'm, I'm saying this about Roger Rabbit. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought this up. This is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know the whole thing, how there used to be a train running right through Hollywood to Santa Monica and they ripped all the rails out because the car companies paid them off to turn it into roads and get people really? driving. Is oh, this yeah. real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go watch uh, Roger Rabbit. Roger yeah. Rabbit. Because it's a it, great it's crazy. film. Because it, 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 yeah, it's all about that. Like about how the car companies completely, and LA was kind of the birth of car culture, really. And it's and, all because of that. And they just pulled off the trains and made everyone, hey, you're independent, do your own thing, and then just roads everywhere. Wow. So that listener suggestion actually is resonating here, or maybe <laughs> we develop it into car culture. Because yeah. I just looked up U.S. Sure. petroleum consumption uh, by end use sectors, percentage share of total in 2020, it was uh, 66% transportation. Oh, wow. So U.S. consumption mm-hmm. of, of petroleum, 66%. And, is and I'm sure we're probably one of the highest countries in the world. To use it, oh, yeah, probably. yeah, we oh, would think. God. I mean, China's probably mm-hmm. right there now at this point. Right, but yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I read something years ago about how much of the um, of the, the American economy is dependent on cars and building cars and oil. And mm-hmm. when you think about it, I'm going through this list, and it's like fabrics, plastics, mm-hmm. glass, rubber, asphalt. Oil, like you go down the, and it's something, it's over 50% of our entire U.S. economy is in some way linked to the automobile, mm-hmm. in some way. They're, mm-hmm. All wow. the textiles, everything being mined for, you know, everything, it all comes down to that. That's why it's so, that's why they talk about it all the time. It's so important about how well or not well a car company is doing and what yeah. they're coming out with. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Not, you yeah. know, the 
the miles per gallon that we're trying to regulate in order to become more green. Like it's yeah, pretty it's dominant a big industry. So I, I feel good about our board. Why don't we uh, take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the list. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Who is to blame for the Deepwater Horizon oil spill? Is it BP, capitalism, shareholders, quarterly reports? <laughs> A also rushed schedule. Transocean, the rig operator slash faulty blowout preventer. Maintenance, Halliburton. Money, stop dangling cash in our faces. <laughs> Cost-cutting culture, the inventor of the combustion engine or car culture. Wow. You know what? I don't see anything. What? You know where I don't see anywhere? A name of somebody's name. I oh. know that's it's true. We don't have a single individual well, on here. I was there, that. there was there. You can look it up, Chris. He was a British no, guy who no, no, was no, running BP I, at well, the time. I just think it's kind of yeah, that guy. Yeah, and he was known like I guess he he did a an interview during the time you know while the oil was still spewing, and uh, they were like you know what what's your plan are you, are you planning on doing anything to stop this and he's just like uh you know stop asking me that essentially of course i want my life back and there's nothing no one who wants this to stop more than me because i want my life back and oh, of course poor guy. that ha that like <laughs> this major backlash great quote i have a friend who lived in florida at the time on the gulf coast working at a coastal restaurant and it was just shut down and he like during the summer which is like when they made basically all of his annual wages because that's when all the tours were there and he was just out right. of a job for a year 
Oh, brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and multiply that by thou- tens exactly. of thousands. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just. This is uh, it's, Tony and, it, Whatever. Fi- yeah. And what was the fine that BP paid? Like 20 billion? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Right. That's. Oh, no. Uh, they just put you, it in yeah, the ledger. It's just, yeah. Oh, that's right. You extrapolate business. like how, yeah, how many people and how much, like the real cost. Like it's. Right. Twenty None billion. of those people, yeah, saw that money. It was, well, it was, it just went probably for like the cleanup efforts. Well, yeah, you the know? cleanup and yeah, well, yeah. maybe a little bit of like coastal town like rejuvenation, yeah. but everything, it, it all, you know, all the truckers who come in to deliver the supplies. Now we yes. don't need you. All the job, like everything. It's, yeah. it's an entire economy. Yeah, like, and it just is <sighs> haunting in a way when you think about it. And I don't know, it's just the way things are constructed right now. It kind of all also makes me think about the um, financial crisis in 2008. Right. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Where, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's responsible. Like, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. where, where are the heads? It's, it's, like, it's, who, are yeah. the, who are the faces I can associate blame to? And you're just sort of left kind of shrugging and you have right. these... Yeah. LLCs, which are just like, oh, no, we are like, uh, we're going to settle out of court and all that shit. And uh, at the end of the day, you're just sort of like, oh, okay. So a bunch of people are, and now right. the economy's fucked and people lose their jobs and there's yeah. a recession. Yeah. And- Let, let's try to do this quickly. Sorry. I'm glad you stopped me because I was going to come in with another five minutes. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, I, because I, I feel like we can fold a few of these things into sure. each other. Like the inventor of the combustion engine can go into car culture. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I also feel like money, stop dangling cash in our faces, can fold into cost cutting culture. Okay. I also feel like the quarterly reports rushed schedule goes into the shareholders, right? Because they're yeah, the yeah, ones benefiting. For sure. mm-hmm. Which leaves us. With still a lot mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to go through here. I mean, I, fe- yeah. I feel like you can fold like, I don't know what into what, but maybe cost-cutting culture into capitalism. Right? Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would put um, shareholders into the into BP because the real big, you know, whales of the, the, the shareholders, you know, somebody who buys like, oh, I got 100 shares. I mean, you know. It's not that much. They don't have an influence as somebody who's got, you know, two and a half million shares and has pull on the board of directors, which can go, you know, do this, cut the, you know, make me the money, you know, the guy sitting sitting home with an E-Trade account isn't, you know. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> he's not responsible for this. Thing. Yeah, right, right. I mean, if you asked if you asked him, he'd be like, "Hey, I wanted them to maintain the well." Right. <laughs> it would be funny if there was a guy out there who had like hundred dollars of stock in BP, and he just like feels super guilty about the wells. <laughs> just like uh, can't yeah, leave yeah. the house. Right. I'm sure. Right. Um, okay, I bet so- there were some that dumped it. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, too li- little late, but true. Uh, so BP, we've got up on the board, the owner of the well, capitalism, the big C, Transocean, which is the rig operator, uh, slash the faulty blowout preventer. You know, it, it all kind of folds into that. Maintenance, Halliburton, which was a cement uh, company, mm-hmm. and car culture. You know, we didn't talk a lot about the kill switch, the actual kill switch. And mm-hmm. did we talk a little bit about that? We didn't because... and and. I we can, but I'm not a it's scientist. The, it's called so the shear ram. Well, it was called the shear <laughs> yeah. ram, right? And it was meant to sort of stop the oil. You know, mm-hmm. they had a a preventing 
you know, measure system, measure, whatever. Multiple, yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. And they just all failed. Yes. Um, well, the, yeah, the, 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 the solenoids that make, that lock the things shut were wired incorrectly. Oh, that I mean, kills me. D- 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 <laughs> so is that a maintenance thing or is that just an incompetence it, thing? Well, yeah, it's a maintenance. I mean... Well, it, if, if, they had been, if they had done any kind of maintenance, I mean, they would have... Realize that the that the the batteries were drained because they were improperly like yeah wired right right so and that was their backups you know if you don't check on the backup system (laughs) what are you doing yeah and the fact that you have one backup system yes I know for something this massive like like yeah for like one really okay I know I mean like someone who's got like a house in the middle of nowhere has a generator that's their one backup system. That, that's the, that's all you need is one when you're drilling oil 18,000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. into the ocean. <laughs> that's a good point. And that kind of falls on the uh, Transocean, the, the, yeah. the people who uh, operate the rig right. and, and yeah, who, yeah, yeah. you know, so that falls into that. I, I want to take the Halliburton off of the, I mean, okay. the, the cement company. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're just, they're kind of a dark company all around. Yeah. They are, but they were part of like a stew of, of bad things all poured into, you know, it's like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like everything was perfect. Everything was maintained. No one was rushing, right. but Halliburton yeah. gave us some faulty cement. Yeah. Right, that right, feels right. like. It's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you, th- what do we think here, Craig? Well, do I, do you, you know, I'm looking at the list. I'm going all these things just trickle down from the pressure from the owner of the well. Right. Because it's all the money in it. I mean, because any one of these people, I bet the people who are maintaining it, whenever they spoke up, it was, hey, you want a job? Then mm. shut your mouth. You know, mm. and it's just every level. You want a job? Yes. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your, to, to, to appease the one on top, which is mm. where all the money trickles down from, which is beep. That's what I, I mean, that's that's how I feel. So it's almost like yeah. it's, it's like... um. That seems like a combination of perhaps the owner, but also just like corporate corruption, you know, like... yeah. Greed. We don't greed on the list. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the that, source yeah. of everything. Greed. So what do we feel about, perhaps we send a BP, right? Feels like sending BP, the owner of the well, to the alarmist jail feels right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sits well with me. Now, the question is, who are we going to slap? Who are we going to give the big slap to? Because for for me, I think I think it goes down to maintenance, like or or lack of maintenance, right? Which kind of folds the trans the rig, you know, the transocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the, the the people who built it knew how to build it to work. So if you maintained it, like you you when you go through the list of everything that failed, it's just because of maintenance. It would have worked right if you maintained it. So then, lack of maintenance from trans coming from transocean. But you know, you right. kind of fit the, the the concept in there. Right, right, right. Yeah, the the, the s- something about it was maintenance. You know, they were talking. I don't know. This got a little technical, but I, we watched a video where they're talking about some kind of pressure that happens in the wet in the in the pipe that pulls up mm-hmm. the the oil and that it bends and that prevents yeah. this yeah. shear ram or whatever from stopping it. So I'm not sure maintenance as much as design. Cause to me, there's a d- bit of a distinction there. Like the actual design, because I'm not sure you can technically maintain that, right? Like how do you straighten out that? Well, yeah, they, they said it could have just been years of 
uh, of it going unnoticed of a pipe that was already slightly bent. I guess what I'm saying is my my idea of maintenance is like routine checkups and then also, you know, uh, actionable tasks that you can do to provide these sort of support things. I guess that does technically, they yeah. could have stopped it. And also sort of the backup the pipe, system. I guess. I mean, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking myself in a circle here, but I don't know. Yeah. I no. mean, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't even know how you would disassemble it to, you know, that's right. I don't know anything about that. But like when it comes to like, you know, aircraft maintenance, you don't wait for there's a cr- for there to be a crack in the fuselage before you fix it. Right. Like they they, right. they like do those electroanalysis and they go, okay, it is weakening here. It's not perceivable to the human eye or anything like that. And then okay. th- I think that's we probably watched the same video because yeah, you wouldn't know. It looks straight and it technically right. is straight. It is straight, but on a molecular level, it's not. It's distorting and you- mm-hmm. so yeah, you're, there should be some way of. But then again, what is it? What they say? Nine years over on the maintenance? Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, so, so if you maintain I mean, it's the way safety. Over. Yeah, if you maintain the safety systems, then you kind of don't have to worry that much about that pipe bending because all the fail safes will stop it. So, mm. but right, uh, I like that. Well, okay, you okay. Talk me into it. I think we should. I'm going to call it. Okay. All right. Lack of maintenance from Transocean. You're getting the big slap. BP, the owner of the well, you're going to the alarmist jail. Yeah. So I mean, Americans and their car culture. We're looking at you. We've got our eye on you. We've got our eye on them. (laughs) You know? Well, I like cars. (laughs) I like cars, too. We're coming for that Miata, Miata, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) We're watching you, Craig. (laughs) Um, But thank you so much, Craig, for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for this terrible environmental disaster. Yeah, it's so much fun. if If there's ever anything I could participate in, and where I lay blame on someone else, it's it's always something I'm. Interested. Oh, it feels great, doesn't it? And it yeah. really does. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, hey, there's something that I didn't fuck up. It's true. You woke yeah. up today and you blamed someone. It's a good day. Yeah. And thank you for also reminding us about how depressing this is. Every step of the way, you're like, this is just depressing. You know, I gotta I gotta work on that. I just I, I'm like the I carry a cloud over. I gotta I gotta get better at that. No, we need Fits it. Fits into this podcast. <laughs> we That's need it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, guys. Really fun. That was fun. <laughs> thank you so much, Greg. After the oil spill, in November 2012, BP agreed to plead guilty to felony manslaughter, environmental crimes, and obstruction of Congress, and pay a record of four billion dollars in criminal fines and penalties for its conduct leading to the 2010 Deepwater Horizon disaster. In 2020, Francis Beinecke, a former president of the Natural Resources Defense Council, said, quote, 10 years later, the only thing that has really advanced is having the industry much more serious about well containment. While offshore drilling initially collapsed after the Deepwater Horizon spill, today, Production has surpassed pre-accident levels by a few hundred thousand barrels a day. Nearly 12 years after the disaster, it is impossible to predict the ongoing long-term effects from oil spill exposure on marine life, the environment, and residents of the Gulf. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at AlarmistThe. 
You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Additional writing by Anastasia Kousakis. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Tillicum murders. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 